Happy Friday, ladies. Welcome to the Fullest Life Podcast. I am your host, Vita Tucker, just here to say welcome to another wonderful Friday. I'm just glad to be here for another opportunity for us to come together, for us to share. Um, if you are new to the Fullest Life Podcast, i like to welcome you and thank you for tuning in. Um, for those of you who, again, have been on this journey with me, I thank you for um, being here. I thank you that you continue to listen. I thank you that you're inviting others to listen. Um, I am really touched by it. I say it every time. I'm humbled and I count an honor and a privilege to be able to share with you all. The Fullest Life Podcast is a podcast dedicated to women, to helping us live and achieve and our fullest life. And the fullest life is a life that is dedicated to changing and bettering ourselves and experiencing new things, just living life out to its fullest and not allowing ourselves to be um, caught under the whatever's going on around us and keep us down. We can keep on going strong and enjoy life even in the midst of circumstances and situations. And you all, there are a lot of circumstances and situations that are going on in our world and in our personal lives. So we just keep on going. We keep on enjoying life. We keep on looking for the best in ourselves and the best in others. And so we live full so that we can die empty. That's right. We live full so that we can die empty. At the end of this life, when we lay down, whether it be um, in a hospital bed, at home, or whatever it is, where before we take that last breath, we will know that we have given it all out. I told one of my girlfriends the other day, I said, when I take my last breath, I want it to be, she doesn't have anything else to give because she's already lived it to the fullest. That's what I want my life to be. And so that's in every way. And so I'd like to welcome you again and thank you for tuning in. As we're talking about it, um, this is season two, season two of Fullest Life Podcast. And I was thinking about it the other day, I was watching television and all of the new seasons are starting on the TV shows on television. I had no idea at that time that this would be at the same time. And I was like, well, look in there, right in line for like the fall season to start and on television and all of that. So it is here on the Fullest Life Podcast, season two. And we're just going to ride these seasons out until, you know, Somewhere along the way, the Lord said, Eric, time to stop. <laughs> if he says stop, then I'm stopping. If he says keep on going, hey, we're going to keep on rolling as long as there are people who are listening and then there's something that he has for me to say. So um, season two, we kicked off last week and we talked about last week, authenticity or being our authentic selves. And and so I don't want to um, veer from that yet because um there is more to be said about us being our authentic selves. And um, just from the conversations that I had this week in reference to last week, there are some things that I told you guys early on that information without application leads to frustration. If I tell you that it's best for you to be your authentic self, but I never give you any direction on how to find out who you are authentically, then that, that leaves you frustrated. That means you walk away 
ready to do it, wanting to be your best self, but then you hit that wall and you're like, I don't know what to do, you know, and you go back to your same self and doing the same thing. So I wanted today to just share with you a couple of different things and and I just find better best for me. Um, I don't know how you all learn because each of us learn a different way. But for me, I learn um, I'm kind of kinetic. So I, I got um, visual going as well as um, the hearing. So either way I can learn. But stories and different things like that, antidotes, they help me see things. And that's why I love to read the Bible because Jesus told some great stories. He did a lot of storytelling um, and you had to be paying attention in order to, and you had to know him in order to get what he was saying in the stories. And so um, that's just how I roll. So um, I was thinking about it though. And um, one of the questions that kind of came to me was, when you say your authentic self, what are you referring to? Because sometimes you don't know who your authentic self is. You've been, um, some of us have been in the way that we are for so long that we don't even know who we really are. I mean, it, it's it's like um, if you take a piece of clay and you mold it into a certain shape, and I don't care what shape you mold it into, if you leave it like that, that is how it will stay until you go over and you take it like a potter and you put it back on the wheel, you wet it down and you begin to make it supple again and then get it back into its raw form so it can be formed into something else. Unless you do that, that clay will stay exactly like it is the last time you touched it. It's not like it's going to go and change form by itself. And so um, I started thinking about um, some of the ways for us to get to know our authentic self. And one of the ways I thought about for me was looking back on who Vita was when she was little, like pre the teen stuff. So you all know in um, one of the podcasts, um, Jenga, Life is Like a Gang of Jenga. I tell you about the fact that when I was probably around 10 11 years old into my um, high school years and, and somewhat into my early, you know, end of high school going into that, that, that time frame in life, I was very insecure. I had low self-esteem. There was a lot of negativity in my head about who I was as a person. And I didn't love and accept Vita. I had built up some wrong ways of thinking that were not authentic to who I was. But just like I've talked about that clay, it I had been molded that way. I had had some relationships in my life and people come along in my life. And I don't think people are intentional about hurting us or molding us the wrong way. It can happen when in our families. It happens with teachers. It happens with um, friends. It just happens with when you're little boys, all of that. We have incidents where things happen and people don't accept us or they try to change us into they want to be who they want us to be. And so we become molded like that. And we never, we forget who we were in the beginning. So looking back at Vita pre 10 year old, like when little young Vita, I was, um, I look at pictures. And so my family would tell you, and I could, I might post a couple of pictures. You never know if I can find the right ones. But um, I love a camera. 
when I was little. If there's somebody brought out a camera and, you know, back in the day you had those cameras to take the picture and then you had to, you know, it was either you had to go get the film developed or it was the ones that shot the film out. You got to shake it and all of that stuff and wait for the film to develop it, whatever. But if someone brought out a camera, I was all ready. I had my pose. I struck a pose. You know, where's the camera? That's that. That was me. I, I loved a camera. And. So I didn't, I also didn't have any problem talking to people. I wasn't shy. I enjoyed people's company when my family would get together, whether it was our immediate family or extended family. My family, my um, parents would have company over. I had no problem being social. I had no problem with people coming to our house to visit. None of that. I was a social butterfly. Always have been. Okay. So when I look back at young Vita, that's who I was. And I love people and I would do stuff for people even then trying to be nice. But I can remember now people taking my niceness for granted. I can remember being mistreated um, as by, at school with friends and things because they, you know, I was just being nice <laughs> and they just like, okay, they weren't as nice as I was. And so they would just take advantage of me. And I could remember my dad saying, my mom saying, you know, you got to stop giving people your stuff. Stop being that way. Stop letting people have, have your, you know, I would give stuff away. So when I look at the authentic Vita, like Vita, young Vita. And so for you, you might want to take a look about back who you were then. And sometimes we can really see who we were, um, our character traits then mimic who we are truly authentically now or want to be now. To this day. So up until about 10, I was a happy person. I was an outgoing person. I love, um, you know, camera and all of that stuff. And until I hit about 10, 11 years old, and people started to define me according to what they thought was acceptable. And once people began to put the labels and define me and trying to mold me into what they wanted me to be, then I lost my authentic self. And while I was still, depending on who you ask, people saw me as still fun, loving, everything inside where it really matters in my true inner part of Vita. I wasn't true to myself. I was hurting. I was wounded. I was bruised. And I did not like myself. As you remember, I talked about that. I didn't like myself. And one of the most important things, if we're going to be live our fullest life and be our authentic self, is we have to have a good self-image of ourselves. So a good self-image is one of those things that you that is really tricky. And you can fool a lot of people. So you can go around people and you can be really happy all the time and look like, oh, she's always just in a great mood. She has the greatest disposition. People say that kind of thing about people all the time, but they don't know that person behind closed doors. They don't know that person in the middle of the night when all the lights are off, everybody's gone, the TV's off, and that person is laying in the bed by themselves who they really are. Because that is when the true you shows up. When nobody else is around and it's just you, that's when you know. What are your thoughts towards yourself? 
What do you think about yourself? Is it constantly negative things? Is it wrong things? Is it, I'm not good enough. I should have done this better today. I could have done this better. I don't like this person, you know, because if you don't have a right self-image of yourself, you see everything jaded. So there are some people who um, have on rose-colored glasses. I don't know. Some of you who know what that 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 kind of saying means. It means they walk around and they see everything and like, like, oh, everything is so wonderful. And I've met and I personally know of some people who walk around with rose-colored glasses on during the day and in their life and on their jobs, and they go to and fro, and they are always smiling. They're always happy. Oh, yes, let me do this for you. They are the sweetest people in the world. They never have anything negative to say. I know some people like that, but I also know some people who appear to be like that to the world, but they really are not like that behind closed doors. Um, I can recall one young lady in my life who um, she was always, everybody thought she was the happiest person in the world. Just loved her because she had the greatest, made everybody smile, always cracking jokes, just wonderful. But behind doors, she was constantly depressed and she would eat herself into a stupor. And no one knew this, that she would hide food and everything and she would just eat. And then when she goes out in the public, you know, she wouldn't eat. She would hide how she eats. She would act like she's just eating salads and she's really careful about what she eats and she's trying to take care of her body and my temple and all of this. But in behind closed doors, that's not what she was because she was still hurting from that wounded little person who she felt like no one accepted her for who she was as a child, it started, and she never dealt with it and she hid it. And so she hid it from the world and only cared and the only person who got to see it were people who were extremely close to her. And I can, so I relate to that. When you look back at your authentic self, at that who you were, when you were a little girl, it should in your authentic self kind of mimic who you are today. So today you, you have, you know, I'm here doing a podcast. I speak and I stand before people and I have no trouble standing on a stage. I don't care if it's five people, 5,000, 500,000. I don't have a problem standing before people talking. That's that same little girl who didn't have a problem talking when her family had company over and meeting people. Okay. If you bring out a camera today, I will take a picture. Okay. <laughs> and a heartbeat. My phone is full of selfies that I just take for myself. I don't post them. I mean, if I posted them, I would, it would be um, just a little bit vain, okay, if I were to post all of it. But I take pictures because, you know, I like a camera. The same as that little girl back then. Today, my heart, because I love myself, I got over that girl that was hurt and trying to fit into the mold of everyone else. I love myself. And so I don't even mind giving freely. So when I tell you about my life and I'm open enough to tell you that one time I wanted, I tried to commit suicide and wanted to end my life. To me, it's that same girl who gave freely to kids 
back in the day, whatever they needed at school and they took advantage of. But today I don't worry about people taking advantage of me. I'm so free. I don't care. You could call a hundred billion people and say, did you know Vita tried to, she said she did this. And then on that one podcast, she talked about how she committed adultery. You cannot bring me down because I'm cool with myself. I have already come to the place that I'm authentically Vita. I don't worry about what people think. I don't need to be, I don't worry about if somebody's going to judge me because there's only one judge and he's already told me I'm forgiven. So I'm good to go. But if I look back, I can see that that younger Vita is the Vita of today, grown up and matured. But during that other time span, I was someone else who was wounded and hurt. And had I not um, dealt with it, I'd still be that person. I'd still be the wounded. I would still be hurt. I would still be walking around with the chip on my shoulder undercover, you know, but still, you know, negative, but trying to disguise the negativity and positivity. You know how we do that. Um, (laughs) Say something bad about somebody, but make it pretty put a little sugar on it, but you still dissing them at the same time. So that's one of those ways that you can be look back and say, okay, who am I authentically? Some of us, we get into, you know, you can look at like career fields. If you're in a job and you absolutely hate your job, and let's say you went to college for it, you know? So I know someone who went to school to be an engineer. Not at a, you know, didn't go to a cheap school either. Went to quite expensive school to be an engineer. Never wanted to be an engineer. But that was what their parents, that person's parents wanted them to be an engineer. And so instead of, you know, standing up, and as I know it's hard for us to stand up to our parents, but you have to sometimes, instead of standing up and saying, no, that's not the path that I believe I'm supposed to be on, they went to school, got a degree, four years, over $40,000 a year spent on a degree only to come out of school and within two years quit that job because they hated it so much and went back and got a little side degree job, a little side certificate of um, education for what they really wanted to do. I think it didn't even cost them a good $5,000 to get what they needed to get to do what they really wanted to do. So are you today working in a job that somebody else chose for you? Are you doing something today career-wise or headed on a career path because you're trying to please other people Instead of looking at authentically who you are called to be, because even in you, as you're making the steps, there's something in the side of you. Now, for those of you who are Christians and know what I'm talking about, it's the Holy Spirit. If you're not a Christian, you're saying who? He's the Holy Spirit. It's God's spirit that lives on the inside of you. And his whole purpose in our life is to lead and to guide us into all truth. And so even when you're making a decision to do what pleases other people, there's something inside. And that's when you hear people say, something inside of me told me. But there's uh, inside of you, you get like this feeling like, I really should not be doing this. This is really not what I want to do. But this is what everybody else wants me to do. 
then look at that thing that you want to do. It will lead you back to the authentic you. Following the path that someone else sets out for you is not your authentic you. That's that person, not you. And so another area that we can look at at, um, is our relationships. So if you go around um, people in your life and it brings you down, and by when you leave those relationships, let's say you all get together and you hang out and you leave those relationships and you are feeling worse <laughs> for where than you were when you started hanging out with those people, then you need to check it. You need to look at what is the strain? What is it? Am I trying to live up to somebody else's standards and working hard you know, to be something that I'm not so that I can please somebody else? Because if you are, you're not being your authentic you. And then you need to take a step back and say, okay, so what are those things in those relationships that bug me? Because once you can kind of figure out the things that bug you, you can figure out the other side of that coin. What would you like it to be? So, you know, again, I don't want to um, say, don't, here's, be your authentic self and leave you out there. So I, I would say to everyone, you know, begin to write down things that you feel in your life when those uneasy times come, those things that don't feel good to you, like they're a struggle. There's a reason why there's a struggle there. There's a tug of war there because there's a war, tug of war between your authentic you and you that's trying to fit into the mold of someone else. And I can tell you from personal experience, your authentic you is so much better than the struggle. And it's it's um it's that good. You know, we do it too. We put on we put pressures on people to be who we think they should be instead of allowing them to be on um, their authentic selves. So I know I have um, lot, some nieces and some nephews, not a lot. We don't have a huge family because it was only, you know, three girls in our household. And so, um, but we, I have some nieces um, who I can see things in them that they're doing that are pulling them away from their authentic selves. But then I can see them sometimes when they're lining up. But then I have great nieces and nephews. And they're still young, you know, still in that true phase, their real selves, their true, honest selves. They haven't been jaded by the world yet. They haven't been put into a mold and somebody tell them you got to do it this way and that way. And that is what I choose to nurture in them. Like one of my great nephews, he, when he was little, he loved to take pencils, any kind of stick. I don't care what it was. It became a drum for him. And I didn't have a problem with that. I would find him something to beat on because that means inside of him, whatever that was, he could have been a child prodigy. The next, you know, I don't even know a famous drummer, famous drummer, whoever it is. He could have been that that next person. But I just saw that that was something that was inside of him. Why would I stifle that? We stifle people because we don't understand. And I can remember being a young girl being stifled 
because no one around me understood the gifts that God had put in me. See, being a young black girl in Durham, North Carolina, <laughs> in Lincoln apartment, Lincoln apartments off of um, Austin Avenue, when you say you love fashion and you like being in front of the camera and you have this outgoing per personality, there was nobody around that was nurturing that. It was like, okay, that's too much. Go sit down. That's enough for you. You know, nobody to take that gift that was placed inside of me and say, okay, I see that. So let's see how we can take it and nurture it. And I'm not, it's not a blame game because they were only doing what they knew to do. But when we have an opportunity to help somebody else nurture that gift, we should. Once you get to a place where you experience who you are authentically, it is our job to pull somebody else up behind us. That's what makes our life full because it's not just about us. It's about other people also. So I'm not going to, um, I'm not doing like the whole commercial thing. Normally, you know, I do this whole anchor ad that breaks up the, the show and then I come back. But today I'm not going to do that. Today, I'm just going to admonish and ask us to take a moment really take a moment in time and begin to look back and see if we can discover who we really are authentically because there is so much greatness in us. I just cannot, I, I mean, words, I can't find the words to express to you how awesome it feels to be free, how awesome it feels to know that I am authentically me. And I'm not going back into any kind of situation that I'm not going to be free to be me. Now, I can be honest with you because I've been in church all my life. Church is one of those places where you can be stifled really quick because sometimes we as church people are very um, narrow minded. And I'm not talking about sin. I'm just talking about we think that you should only do things one way and everybody should wear their hair the same way and everybody's supposed to wear the same kind of suit and all that kind of stuff. Um, no, no, because none of that is the word of God. That's just people. That's people and their stuff, putting stuff on other people. So um, I'm just free and I'm free to be me. And I just want us all to be free to be us so that we can enjoy life together. Because once we get to that point, we bring other people up and they're allowed to be free also. And imagine how great it'll be when we all are free to be who we're authentically made to be. You know, that it is, it is I just get so excited about it. It's like a great old big jar of Skittles, every color of the rainbow, just free to be us, you know? So I want to admonish you guys today. Take an opportunity. Look back. Look at your younger you and begin to think about it. Think about the job that you're in. If you're a person who is hating your job, what is it? You know, what would you do if there was not, no holes barred in your life? You could get any job in the world you want. What would that job be? Because if you get the ideal of that, that can lead you back to who you authentically are also, because there's a reason why you chose that particular job that you would love to do. If you begin to think about the relationships you have, those that are strained to you and those that 
lift you up and those that build you up? What is it about the ones that build you up that make you feel great? Because in that, that's somebody that's making you feel great about the authentic you that you are. And you don't have that pull going on, that, that, that resistance that's going on. So I thank you guys. It's not a long podcast. It is just what it is. It's authentically Vita. <laughs> it's authentically what the Lord put on my heart to share with you all today. So I want to thank you for tuning in. As always, I love you. Um, you are welcome to reach out to me. I thank you for those people who had did reach out me, to me this past week. Y'all don't know how much you bless my heart because um, sometimes, you know, <laughs> you just need to know that people there are people listening and people are getting what you believe God has put you here to do. Um, but thank you all. So if you want to email me is VT at full, full VT fullest life at gmail.com. If you want to follow me on Instagram is the fullest life VT. Um, we do have a Facebook group and it's the fullest life. And you want to go and like it and um, so and be a part of it because very soon, like very, very soon, I'm going to do a live podcast, which will happen in real time. But if you're not on that Facebook page, you will not see it. You're going to miss it. Um, and I don't want you to miss it because it's going to be a really good one. Okay. Um, that is, and then there's also my phone. You can call me or text me at 336-549-9869. Um, Y'all know I'll pray for anybody. You got a prayer request, send it to me. I have no problem um, praying for people. Even if you just need somebody to talk, want to talk to, reach out to me. I am here for you all. And um, just Whatever you need, just just let me know. Very soon, also, um, I'm going to be coming back with another announcement about something, um, an accomplishment that I um, am going to be completing real soon that will take our Fullest Life podcast and our Fullest Life journey to another level and also uh, my life as a whole. So stay tuned for that. Um, and lastly, but not least, definitely not, definitely not least, I want to speak to the um, issue of Breonna Taylor. And for those of you who don't know who Breonna Taylor is, shame on you. Go look it up because I'm not going to tell you because you should have known. You should know by now. But here's the thing. We are we could never fix everything that's going on this world in this world. Racism is not a political issue. It's a heart issue. And only God can fix someone's heart. We, um, I don't tell anybody not to protest and all that, but the best protest you can do happens on your knees when you pray. And God is watching. He is our vindicator and he will make things right. You may not know about it when it's made right, but he will make things right. So take care of yourself. Watch over one another, love one another, people, love one another, because love covers a multitude of sin, a multitude. If you love one another, you can do anything, and you'll learn to love yourself even the more. And just remember, I love you, and you can't do anything about it. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your week. Talk to you later. 
Yeah.